This is Arts Monday Simpoesis, where we talk about art and environmentalism, and it's streaming to you from the Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. And I'm currently on call to performance maker and movement researcher Kate Sherman to talk about the work they are currently devising as part of the Inner West Festival. It's called Temporary Ecosystems. And it is a site-specific community performance that will take place in Sydney on 10th of April. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Ira. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How is your morning so far? Oh, my morning has actually been very slow, which has been good. Yeah, just catching up. So it's been, yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you. And what are your usual mornings like? What is your usual routine or rhythm in the morning? Do you get enough sleep? Do you get to dream? Yeah, I, I, I dream a lot. Yeah, and I um, I go to bed quite early, actually. I, I, yeah, I love to kind of be in bed by, oh, I guess... 9.30 is good, but sometimes it's a bit later, like quarter to 10 or 10. Um, and then love to read just a, you know, a few pages. And then um, usually I'm quite tired by the end of the day. So then I fall straight to sleep and then have, uh, yeah, and then dream. <laughs> Do ideas come to you through dreams, ideas for your projects? Uh, sometimes. Some, yeah, often, um, yeah, if, I, if I'm working on a project, I often feel quite, um, you know, I get, I get quite immersed in it. And so, um yeah, sometimes I might have an image for the project or, um, yeah, sometimes ideas can come. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess even just that, that idea of kind of daydreaming as well, if I'm just kind of walking mm. around, then things kind of come as well. But, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And do you hold dream diaries? I do. I go through periods of time of doing that. I, um, I'm not currently at the moment. But, um, but usually if there, if, if there is a... Um, a dream that really sticks out to me that I, that I will write it down. But sometimes I do go through periods where I write um, my dreams every day and that can be really nice as just as, yeah, as a practice in itself to kind of start to really, uh, yeah, I think that the more you do that practice, the more conscious you become of your dreams. So um, that can be really lovely. Mm. So the project you're currently working on as a divisor of this uh, community-based site-specific performance is titled Temporary Ecosystems. You're developing it for the InnerVest Festival and it will take place uh, being publicly available to the audience on Sunday 10th of April. And one of the underlying themes of this project is the idea or effect that uh, everything is interconnected and that the way we relate to ourselves and each other results or is reflected in the way we relate to our environment and also the state of our environment affects the way that we feel within ourselves and then the way we relate to others. So can mm. you speak to this a uh, little bit? What were some of the initial thoughts and ideas that you have put down on paper when you were developing this project and um, what kind of uh, hopes do you have behind the project what are you hoping that the project might bring to us and to the audience who will encounter it mm. well i guess there's yeah the, i mean this project's been um i guess kind of percolating for a while because like so many other projects uh you know it was it was making happen last year and then it got put off a couple of times because of uh because of covid and lockdown so i, I guess the project really stems from um this idea of connectivity and I guess the whole Inner West Fest is really about this, about kind of, um, you know, about reactivating spaces 
reactivating community and bringing people together to have dialogue and discourse and regenerating creativity in, in our cities. So I guess this idea of connection, I think, is really, really, you know, just so important at the moment with, um, you know, coming from the pandemic and the restrictions that that's put on us and kind of isolated us in different ways and made uh, connection a little bit more difficult. Yeah, this project is really about investigating, yeah, how can we kind of connect to ourselves and the nature within us and then also how do we connect in our interpersonal relationships with each other and then how do we connect to the land? Um, so these kind of circles of attention. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment called Soil Soul Society by Satish Kumar. And, um, and yeah, and he talks about these three circles, about you know, connection to soil, connection to soul, and then connection to society. Mm. Uh, yeah, th- I guess in terms of hopes, I guess it's... Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ideas in there. I'm also a yoga teacher, and, um, and there's this idea of Maya and... Maya um, is from a Hindu sense. It's um, it's it's about illusion, and the core illusion being that we're separate. And so, yeah. So yeah, I guess it's this kind of contemplation, this kind of exploration, and this investigation into how do we keep connecting when there's all these obstacles or disruptions or interruptions um, around us? How do we kind of how do we keep coming back to the nature within ourselves and then? nature outside of ourselves mm. yeah and again i guess the, the hope for the audience is that um it might just allow a little bit of time for them to reconnect to connect to these ideas to connect to the different landscapes we have yeah kind of we have a um it's in the town hall st peter's town hall and then there's some spaces that we're using outside of the town hall and then the uh Sydney green which is just opposite so there's um yeah there's kind of a mixture of a natural environment and, and a built environment mm-hmm. um yeah and in developing this work you are collaborating with a number of creatives some of which have signed up to participate via an open call and some of mm-hmm. which you have invited to join you on the project and you're developing what will eventually be a one-day public performance through a series of workshops can you talk to us a bit about this process what do these workshops look like and what are some themes and images that you are offering to your collaborators so they can devise these performances? Uh, yes, yeah, so we're working with a whole um, variety of artists and I, I kind of like this idea of kind of considering even our team as an ecosystem, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of full of diverse voices um, from people from different backgrounds, from practices, kind of all um, different ages all coming together. And, um, yeah, I guess the workshops, um, we really want these artists for it to, to be, you know, to be their work. And so um, I'm the curator or the project lead, and then there's um, Alison Bennett and Michael Piggott, who are performance makers, um, facilitators on this project. And so the three of us, are, um, we're trying to kind of um, give, give lots of different provocations and tasks to the, the artists to... To, to work fairly quickly because we do have a, a pretty limited um, rehearsal time. So so with this idea of kind of working fairly quickly and really um, intuitively responding to the site and to the locations. And then, um, yeah, then we, then we kind of, we're playing with different time signatures like deep time, which is like, you know, kind of like, kind of like the like a mountain time um mm. fish time river time so playing with yeah different different speeds and tempos and yeah inviting improvisations around tempo 
Mm. And then, yeah, and then, you know, and then we kind of, we kind of got a score that we're building and we're kind of giving that out to performers to, to, to respond to in different ways. Uh, a couple of examples are, um, breath made visible. So how, how do you include that in what you make? Um, and then we're giving really specific time frames. We're finding that's quite useful, you know, kind of, okay, two minutes to find a site, then, you know, the seven minutes to make something and then, and then we'll kind of all go around and, um, yeah, and kind of look at the work. Or sometimes we'll just get the performers to, to continue their piece in a loop and then we'll come around and see it. Um, mm. Yeah. When you speak yeah. about scores, I'm uh, just being conscious that maybe not everyone knows what the score means in the term of performance. It's obviously something that we all often encounter when it comes to music, but there is a history of performance mm. and especially dance making and many of the collaborators you're working with come from embodied practices from uh, dance practices so can you just uh, in brief notes explain what does it mean to offer a score and to work with a score in performance sense in a physical mm. performance sense yeah absolutely um i guess really simply a score is just um is is just a set of limitations that um really with this uh, and i guess that's another idea in the pieces um this idea of um if we have limitations that can actually help us to, to, to be more free in our creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea of limitations breed creativity. So rather than just, rather than just having endless, you know, billions of possibilities in, in what you could do, um, that we give it, um, a, a score allows a performer to have a, um, a framework to work within. So that, that might be, you know, you've got three minutes to make something. Um, you're making a one minute piece. Um, it needs to include uh, an extreme of tempo, um, you know, a long duration of stillness, breath made visible, and you're exploring like how the space can direct you. Yeah. So, so it's mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I guess it's kind of yeah. It's kind of giving a, a framework so that you can kind of then bounce your ideas within and respond to rather than mm-hmm. just being um, very, very open. Yeah. And so, and then within this initial spark of idea, performers themselves, as you were mentioning devise their own pieces in in an improvised way as well and yeah. this is this is where this idea that limitations breed creativity comes in because we are given these tiny provocations that then spark or open this path to devising something that maybe otherwise we wouldn't encounter within ourselves i suppose yes yes absolutely yeah so it's um I guess giving something kind of concrete or a bit of an anchor to work within, yeah. Mm. And these performances on the day will take place three times. I believe there are three different time slots in which the audience can come and encounter them. And one of the things with site-specific work is that uh, it not only creates the specificity for the performer to respond to the site, but also it creates a particular mode of encountering the work from the perspective of the audience. So Mm. how are you envisioning that the audience will be coming to this work and approaching the work and taking the work in? We're still playing with a few ideas of what the audience's role is or how that form will work. And it might even change throughout the piece, but um, there'll, there'll be times where we where we take the audience around to different spaces and to different performances. And then there might even be some moments where it's a little bit more open where the performers just, you know, can continue their, their, their pieces on, on a loop and the audience and the audience can just go around to the different spaces and encounter the performers um in the, in their um, yeah in their installations or their their habitats um, 
so there's a bit more space for the audience to kind of go, you know, where where they're drawn to, um, and stay with a with a work for as long as they want, and then to move on to the next one. Um, yeah, we're also just kind of, you know, just kind of in discussion, I guess, at the moment about how how we can even kind of bring the audience into to, to the world of this piece, and it might even be. Yeah, I'm not, I, I won't say yet because I'm not exactly sure of this, but there, there, there'll be some kind of way of like almost like a little threshold of like of, of how, how do they kind of, how do we kind of allow them to enter the work? Um, yeah, even maybe slow down slightly and kind of connect mm. to their breath and themselves so they can kind of, uh, yeah, enter into the work in a place of, of them being connected to themselves. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. I'm thinking now about this word temporary in the title, temporary ecosystems. And originally when mm. I was thinking about it, I was interpreting it in a way that uh, the performers who come together to devise this work, including you, are creating this temporary ecosystem within themselves. But then now I'm also thinking how the audience is actually becoming this temporary mm. ecosystem in the way that they come together as a group of people for a particular duration of time at a particular place and they share this experience of this mm. work that is kind of connecting them for that moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the more you kind of go into, uh, yeah, um, uh, well, ecosystems and this idea of what's temporary, I mean, um, yeah, I guess from a, from a Buddhist perspective, I mean, everything is temporary. You know, the only constant is change. Mm. Um, and so... But I do think that very much in beat performance work, um, well, live, live performance specifically, that it's, um, yeah, that it is so temporary. It's so ephemeral, you know. It's it's there for a moment, and yeah, and as you said, there'll be there'll be three um, uh, three shows, so two, three thirty, and five, um, and you know, and even within that, yeah, there's a there's a temporary audience for one moment, and you know, and then because there is this element there of, um, I guess, kind of presence, and uh, there will be a little bit of improvisation within the piece in um, responding to different scores. So every performance will be kind of, yeah, is very, is very temporary, is very kind of ephemeral. Um, uh, yeah, just like, well, yeah, just, just, just like us on, on this earth, you know, we're just here for this, this time. And yeah. Mm. Um, mm. Saying that though, I believe that you're also considering filming this work so they can become accessible beyond their time and also accessible to those who for variety of different limitations might not be able to come to the site is this still the plan to extend this duration of the performance through this media yeah we're definitely going to um, document it we've got leah pelenkoff as, as our videographer i'm not exactly sure what we're going to do with that but yeah we want to make it into like a beautiful i guess I guess little artwork in itself, even just the documentation of it. Mm. We definitely want to find a way to kind of share this in a in a bigger and wider sense with with the community. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. And given that the work is site specific, it means that the choice of the site has a certain significance on the way that the work will develop. So could you tell us a bit about the space that you have chosen or you have been given to work with? Um, what is the history of the space and how important is it actually for the audience to maybe know a bit of this background of the space before they encounter the work? Is it something that is beneficial for that encounter? Um. Look, we, we are talking about, um, we have someone on board who um, comes from a geography and urban studies background. So she, um, 
we're looking into getting archives of the space as it as it's gone um yeah as it's changed over over time so so there might even be a little bit of that as part of the work giving a sense of what this space the different kind of um forms that it's taken over over time um so I don't think there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, 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 if audience are really interested in, um, yeah, in, in knowing about, it is a very interesting um, location and, and site. So it's, um, it was a, a really beautiful, abundant ecosystem, um, you know, before colonisation. Um, and, yeah, a, a really beautiful um, swamp with, yeah, with, you know, lots of animals and birds and, yeah, this kind of beautiful balance um, in an ecological sense. And then, um, yeah, and then it went through, it was the kind of farmland. Uh, it was then a whole suburb, which was actually then demolished uh, because of the flight path. So so this location is right in the flight path and the planes are very low. Um, and, yeah, so so there was kind of, there was huge protests about that and that was in the, in the late 90s. So there is this kind of, uh, yeah, I guess a sense of displacement in that area as well um and then there was uh yeah then then these sculptures um were were, were built on the land um uh to, to try and try and create a kind of community theater type space um and yeah and um yeah and then that never really took off because it was you know it was in a flight path um but even on the land if you, and if you go there it is really interesting because you know, there, there, there are there are plaques um you know, um, in memory of those people that, um, you know, that's, that how that's houses were um, demolished. Um, and then there's, you know, lots of history and information about the flight path and news, newspaper articles from that time. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting kind of complex site. And as we're finding, you know, the town hall, that the town hall is a very particular space. It's very beautiful architecture, but even the architecture is, it's kind of this federation architecture and then also this kind of really there's these new these rooms and this lift that are really new so there's this really mm. interesting kind of um we're finding in all the spaces this kind of juxtaposition of you know like in the park it's beautiful kind of a natural and then there's these kind of strange sculptures um yeah that yeah and there's you know there's a wall with kind of barbed wire which has kind of i don't know it feels quite quite violent as a space and then there's yeah and there's beautiful um nature and yeah and this kind of colonial building so it's um yeah it's yeah it's, it's a very very rich space to to work in and respond to mm. and this wall with the barbed wire you said it's violent it's also you know speaks to this uh, modern idea of need of protection from the other or from the otherness i guess mm. of, of mm. various sorts yeah do you know anything about maybe the history of uh, that barbed wire was there actually maybe some thievery or something that happened that provoked them to put this barbed wire around the town hall no i don't i don't actually i don't actually know that i don't know the uh, yeah that would be really interesting to look into um yeah it, it does feel yeah it does it does feel very much about protection i guess but it also has uh, i don't know it really kind of reminds me as a side of kind of yeah this of conflict and kind of um yeah i guess it's very unwelcoming mm, yeah <laughs> you know, it's, um yeah it really is about kind of stay out this is not a space for you and we are talking yeah, about the, you know these mm. these spaces that are kind of communal but they're not not there for everyone um you know and there's kind of a sense of othering in some ways and, mm. yeah who, who is actually yeah. welcomed and when yeah. and under which circumstances that yeah, yeah at yeah. which time of the day and yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a community. Yeah, 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 mm. absolutely. Yeah. Also, when we work with site-specific 
performances we often work with ambient sounds uh, and organic sounds that we found in space uh, but you're also looking at creating certain soundtracks to accompany performances mm. why are you opting for maybe using these artificial sounds i suppose rather than just working with the sound that's available in the space Uh, so it will be a mixture of both. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, at times the sound could just be breath or it could be, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sound in the space from from birds and really natural sounds to, you know, the, the, the aeroplane noise and, and cars and more urban sounds. Mm -hmm. um, but we've got a sound designer on board. Her name is Grace Huey Robbins and um, she's a really beautiful artist and um yeah and her, her sounds i've worked with grace before and um yeah just when i was thinking about this project i was thinking about her her work and her music and it's um it's very kind of evocative it's very um ambient and it's very um there's such a huge range in her music that we're thinking um to have the the, the one kind of sound designer and have her um yeah her music um as a score throughout the piece um as a way of kind of, because I guess we're looking for threads, like how does everything fit mm. together? How does everything connect together in these different ways? And um, so, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have, uh, yeah, definitely just use the sounds of the spaces. And, you know, and some of the artists are already kind of playing with just, yeah, what sounds come from the spaces? Like how do we, uh, how do we listen to spaces and what sounds, yeah, can, can come from just the materials in the space? And, um, yeah, I guess, the, yeah, we're, we're looking at maybe the sound as being one way of kind of also guiding the audience throughout the work. Mm. Um, but, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll only use the sound if it feels right for the pieces and it's very, it's, real, it's also very much up to the artist to kind of, you know, um, some, some of them, yeah, um, and, uh, yeah, just interested in, this, in the sounds of the space um, and then some are interested in, um, yeah, playing with, um, with Grace's uh, scores. So, mm. Yeah. So the performance, as we said, is taking place on Sunday, 10th of April. And can you repeat the day, uh, the times of the day again? And and how yeah. do we find out more about it if we would like to? Do we need to register or can we just attend? And where do we get her and all those logistic things? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's on the 10th of April. So there's, yeah, there's three shows, 2 p.m., 3.30 and 5 And we do just ask you to come slightly earlier. Um, it's a free event because it's really important just for it to be accessible for everyone. Um, we do ask you just to come slightly earlier just so you can make sure you register. And also if you can register because there is a, there are limited tickets because of this, the spaces are limited um, uh, in, in terms of guiding the audience through. So, so um, yeah, it'd be really great if you could um, register. So you can go to... Um, Inner West First um, event right and temporary ecosystems. Mm -hmm. You can you can also go to the Inner West Fest the council website and all of all of the and there's a, there's a lot of really amazing works that are happening at the moment. Uh, we're, we're actually the last work of the whole festival, so there's there's quite a lot of things um, you know uh, over the next couple of weeks. So um, yes, I do encourage you to go to the Inner West Fest um, council website and have a look at all the events there because there's lots of um, really great things on. Mm -hmm. And also you have created an Instagram account for this particular work, which I suppose will also hold some information about the performance and how to register. And the Instagram handle is temp.eco. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. 
Thank you, Kate, for joining us this morning. Have you missed on uh, anything that might be useful mentioning as part of this performance or have we covered mostly everything that needs to be known no. at this stage? No, I think, um, I think, I think that's it. But we'd love to have you um, come and explore um, and be a part of the work. And thank you, Ira. Thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate um, yeah, your invitation. Pleasure, and I hope that the rest of your day goes as slow as this morning, as you said, <coughs> so you don't have to rush around, which is always, a, <laughs> unfortunately, a luxury these days to be slow, which is an interesting that that's become a luxurious thing, something that we speak about in terms of privilege as something unique when we have time to slow down and just sense the air on our skin or the breath yeah. as you say that moves as our body so it's it's nice yeah, to have those um, moments yeah time absolutely is such a privilege these days isn't it so, mm. there's um there's actually a beautiful quote that i've got here that i might just read out in an age of speed i began to think nothing could be more invigorating than going slow in an age of distraction nothing can feel more luxurious than paying attention and in an age of constant movement Nothing is more urgent than sitting still. Pico Aya, The Art of Stillness. Mm-hmm.